The Free for All Roundtable. Brought to you by Lexus Avon, Canada's newest Lexus dealer. Near Canada's Wonderland in the Maple Auto Mall. Luxury is closer than you think. Round one. On round one, Robert Turner is here, News Talk 1010 personality. Amanda Galbraith, principal at Navigator and host of Free for All Fridays. And Toronto City Councillor Shelley Carroll is here as well. Good morning to y'all. I guess you used to be a school trustee, so maybe we'll start with a school story, and that is a series of bomb threats yesterday. And Shelley Carroll, you know, the possibility is there, as Mark Tui was saying on the morning brief. It's not some kid doing a Bart Simpson. It could actually be people trying to make trouble and they could be overseas. Well, yes. And and uh, um, the police forces uh, throughout the GTA are pretty good at knowing what is a frivolous or a kid from what seriously needs to be acted upon. And so if they start locking down schools, it's because they've got pretty good intel there because they get this all the time. So they have to be able to start to analyze them and know what's a kid being silly. Yeah. Well, Robert Turner, I mean, everybody's on edge these days. I have to think that this has something to do with all the increased tensions over what's going on in the Middle East. Maybe, but like we've had bomb threats going around for the last few months. When I was in high school, we had a situation where for a couple of weeks we were getting bomb threats every day. Uh, And then one of them was very specific and it was dealt with a little more different, a lot differently. Yeah. Um, I I don't even want to talk about this because I feel like talking about it increases the likelihood that some other idiot decides, hey, that's a great way to disrupt things. And I don't know where that line is between people have a a right to know when you're dealing with public institutions and public safety. But from a security standpoint, I I think we got to let police do their work and they'll let us know if we need to know more. Amanda Galbraith, if it is kids making mischief, I wish they would just get back to uh, calling up establishments and asking for huge ads. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean that'd be a more fruitful uh, use of their time i think in a variety of ways um yeah i think i think i do think it's it's a it's tensions in the middle east people are on edge um yeah certainly these things come in waves and again i know these a bunch of these schools are northern ontario one of them is a jewish school so you know again continue to see um targeting of that community which is uh you know just totally um inappropriate and frankly um you know scary and the rise of anti-semitism continues to concern me a lot and robert turner again one hesitates to talk about something like this because it makes it more likely to happen but we came across a pamphlet this morning a digital pamphlet calling for a student walkout across the province and not only that but it's a walkout today a walkout tomorrow and a walkout next thursday i mean is it time maybe for schools to crack the whip and say you can protest after school knock yourselves out but if you leave you're out well, maybe. I mean, kids have always, this has always been a thing where there have been issues to protest. I would just, I mean, for this one, it's a, a free Palestine or in, in support of Gaza. I would, every kid who's leaving school, it, you know, if if they want to leave, we should hand them a blank world map. Show me where the Middle East is. If you can answer that question, maybe we'll talk about you getting a spare period. But I, I don't know how real this is. Yeah, Amanda Galbraith, I was thinking earlier this morning that, you know, every one of these kids should be able to explain the Oslo Accords or go back to math class. <laughs> That would be a great litmus test. Could you imagine? Like, we've got Robert on one side with maps, and you ask me about historical uh, events to see if they can exit. Um, I mean, I remember when I was in school, uh, it was in the middle of the Harris strikes, and, you know, kids would walk out um, to support the teachers who wore, like, these weird endangered species T-shirts. I think, like, listen, I I understand people feel very strongly about this. Uh, To me, I'm sure there are some 
folks that are, are very engaged, but I think the broad spectrum of students probably just want an afternoon off or a morning off. Um, and again, you know, it's 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 in support of the children of Palestine, which obviously, you know, what we're seeing, the images there are horrific. But at the same time, there are still Israeli Jewish children, like six months old, who are being held hostage. So I think um, if you're going to be concerned about the children of Palestine, you need to be concerned about the children of Israel, too. Shelley Carroll, normally this, uh, what I call spring marching season, does happen in the spring, uh, but apparently it's going to happen in the cold. So I hope they brought their mittens. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But but kids, you got you to gotta remember that, that when you do this, you run the risk of minimizing the statement you're trying to make, because exactly the debate we're having here, who really knows why they're walking out the door or they just, hey, there's a protest. I'm not going to math class. And so it really diminishes the statement you're trying to make. There are lots of people organizing on both sides and 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 people uh, uh, organizing exactly as Amanda says, let's stop on both sides, civilian death and, and, uh, and hostage taking. Those types of protests are being organized all over the community. They don't have to take you out of school. Connect and find out who's organizing and have a bigger event in in rational hours on weekends, evenings, whatever those other events are. Amanda Galbraith, there was a subtle tweak, I guess we could say, to Justin Trudeau's talk about what's going on in the Middle East yesterday. And same thing for Joe Biden. I think this represents a bit of an evolution in world opinion, which is effectively Israel can retaliate, Israel can protect itself, but not at the current level that, you know, the bombing of a Palestinian um, settlement or, or a camp uh, was perhaps a step too far. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's ki- kind of you to call it a subtle tweak. I think it's a bit more of a, of a, you know, the prime minister kind of wants to be on both sides of this to a certain extent. Like, and I, I have, I, I think that position to me is, is not very tenable. Um, you know, at the end of the day, um, Hamas is a terrorist organization. It's a it's a terrorist state that has attacked Israel and, and, and committed a terrorist attack against Israelis. Israel has to defend themselves. Um, and there is no, to me, no two-state solution as long as Hamas exists. Um, if they're going to use civilians as shields, like, we have to call that out, too. So, you know, this, frankly, this all this stuff about a ceasefire to me is not I think like a, a humanitarian pause makes a lot of sense. And I think broadly Israel's kind of opened the door to that. But a ceasefire, which is where you have legislate you have things passed through the legislature where you pause all activity throughout the region without a return of the hostages, to me, is, is a non starter. And I think it would behoove the Prime Minister to be have some more moral clarity there than just to say what sounds good after you meet with um, you know, Palestinian activists. Shelley Carroll, this represents, I think, almost like tectonic plates or whatever, that on the right people want want governments to be more supportive of Israel. But a lot of people, including Justin Trudeau, are under considerable pressure from the left to show sympathy for the Palestinians. Well, it's not unusual when in a, uh, a war like this where there are, are you know, major allies throughout the, the, uh, the G7, it's not unusual for leaders to debate what is appropriate strategy. That goes back to World War II, World War I. Uh, well, World War II uh, uh, closed up Harris pretty quick stuff, when yeah. uh, when when people uh, said, "Ooh, atomic bomb! You just bombed an entire city and all of its civ- civilians," and things wrapped up pretty quick over that debate of was that appropriate? And so this is not unusual for leaders to be saying, "Ooh, that's not a strategy we want to ally with. Let's talk." 
And, and a lot of talk does need to happen to make sure that allies can stay together and, and perform a united front. Okay, let's move forward with uh, some domestic politics. And yesterday, Pierre Polyev was tenting his fingers and calling on the federal liberals to fight an election on the carbon tax. It's a pretty winnable position, I think, Robert Turner. I don't think Canadians like the carbon tax, even if they would like for us to do something about climate change. Canadians don't want to pay more for anything right now. Uh, affordability is the issue. This makes things less affordable. So it's a good issue for Polyev to go after the prime minister, who all the polls say isn't that popular right now. Amanda right up go, until yeah. they get the check. When they get the rebate check, then suddenly they like the carbon yeah, tax. Yeah, I found myself wondering about that because I've received my rebate checks, uh, two of them in a row, and I like cashing those checks. And I wonder if they can ask for that money back if they end up canceling the carbon tax. Well, here's the thing. Uh, it's a dangerous game because you can say, let's have an election on that issue. But once the campaign starts, riding by riding, you run the campaign based on the issue in that community. And so Pierre uh, Polyev may find out that there are places in, in the country where that is not the issue, but there are plenty of others that that really bring into question what will the result of this election be. I, I well remember back in the day, everyone thought the issue in Ontario uh, in the Harris government was education. But in the riding where, where I was campaigning for my dear friend, rest in peace, David Kaplan, he said, no, the issue here is what they're doing with the Landlord-Tenant Act, and we are running on housing and renters' rights, and we won. Amanda Galbraith promising to cut people's taxes is always going to be a pretty good starting point. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think there's always sort of intricacies to certain writings, but I will, uh, I would take the bet that if uh, Pierre Paul ran against the carbon tax nationally, uh, that he, that's a winning formula for him. Um, I think it's a, I think that's a cakewalk of a winning formula for him. And I think, you know, you, John, you talked about this earlier on the show, the greatest admission of that is the prime minister's, um, I think mass, like massive. I cannot like understate this strategically. Massive about face in Atlantic Canada. Um, like we've been basically gaslit over the last several years by the prime minister saying, "Oh, like the carbon tax will save you money. Like you're going to get more back. It's not going to cost you anything." And all of a sudden, it's like, except for an Atlantic Canada home heating oil. So you know, if it's if it's costing Atlantic Canadians money, it's costing Ontarians money. It's costing BC money. Like, it's costing all of us money. And, well, I and think the government's I saying they're not going to pull back anymore. Like, that's it. That's the only one they're going to do. Right. I don't believe Good that's luck. true. Good luck. I don't believe that's true. No, because now we've got full provinces calling on them to back off on home heating, on the tax, you know, completely. Uh, it's a bit of a mess, Shelley, when you consider that, you know, we will not have a climate strategy if they decide to throw in the towel on this one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it is it is very hard when you make a big move like that to to actually hold. I agree with Robert. You know, when he says this is absolutely the last drop dead done deal, we will never do another adjustment. Yikes, never say never. Okay, so new Beatles song dropping at 10 today. A lot of people texting in after we talked about it in detail saying it's not a Beatles song. It's a creation of computers. But Nick Marano, uh, throw in the snippet we have because they won't release the full song until 10 a.m. All right, 
Shelly Carroll, you're almost beside yourself with this. <laughs> so you're buying that it actually amounts to a Beatles tune? I'm very excited. I think we have to ask ourselves, if the Beatles were, if, if John Lennon was alive today, what would he be doing with this technology? Um, Eric Alper uh, earlier mentioned, you know, we could look at, you know, what's in the vault from Prince a lot. He oh, yeah. famously was always in a studio noodling around. What would he be doing if he had all of the technology that musicians have at their 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 uh, fingertips now? Um, you know, there isn't a lot more of this. This was a, a unique leftover piece. I think it's very exciting to have it out there. But uh, I, I'm I'm not going to poo-poo it and say how outrageous they, they would be purists. I don't think they would. I think John Lennon, especially of all the Beatles, would be going nuts with this technology and having fun with it right now. All right, so Amanda Galbraith, does it have authenticity? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it does. I think we, as you know, as Eric pointed out, like 25% of tunes today are, you know, there's auto, there's there's AI or auto-tune or whatever. I think that's it's kind of part of, I mean, you could argue what's an electric guitar versus like, you know, an acoustic. Like, is that, you know, so I think music is changing i'll just i just will say this like i grew up with like, listening to the beatles with my dad i really enjoyed the beatles um i don't know how to say this but i just wish the tune was a little more upbeat like the last i think it's so depressing <laughs> right now i yeah. was just like oh i was like another one like well the I next survive, release I'm like jeez the like, next release from them that will that one will be the last one because remember we heard it was the last one when it was free as a bird like 30 years ago when they found something <laughs> in someone's garbage can and stitched it together yeah uh, there's a reason they don't release this stuff right it, yeah I, I don't know that releasing artists leftovers long after they're dead I don't know is is a great move but they're gonna make some money off it so I guess why not yeah well the next one will be hi it's John uh, sorry I missed you I'll, I'll, I'm just gonna leave a message <laughs> and call me back I'll be at home later tonight and you know we'll set it to music it'll be great Thank you all. Shelley Carroll, Robert Turner, Amanda Galbraith. Aren't you glad I didn't fake the accent? Catch the roundtable. Round one at 745. Round two at 845. Weekday mornings on More in the Morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.